Hi, um, I just wanted to check on the status of a case number. Hold on, okay? Thank you. You give a case number? Yeah, um, I think, okay, it's 18 CR. Hold on, hold on, I'm sorry, hold on. Zero zero six eight five and then five zero one six one three. So we are talking about two cases? Uh I think it's just one case. Did I give you too many numbers? Sorry. Yes. What's the defendant's name? Joel Davis. Okay, so it's 18 CR685. That's yeah. Okay. Number. Thank you. Okay, and um, what do you need to know? Um, I I know that the last sentencing or that the sentence uh, date was moved forward to November fourth, um, but I haven't I can't find any information about um, whether they moved it forward again or whether um, he was sentenced. Entry filed on September 28, 2020, adjourning the sentence to October 20, uh, to January 20th, 2021. Okay. January, January 20. January 2021. And I'm sorry, one more time. The the date September. What day was that filed? It was filed September 28th, 2020. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Mark, T-minus one minute and continuing to count. A water deluge system now has been turned on, activated at the pad area. Pressurization taking place now, the various tanks aboard the vehicle being pressurized. Switching to internal power. All stages switching now to internal power. All propellant tanks being pressurized. Count continuing smoothly. Water at the pad, covering the uh, flame deflectors. Now we passed the 30-second mark. Water also will be coming on to the decks of the mobile launcher at the ignition point. T-minus 20 seconds, and the countdown continues to go smoothly. Guidance release. T-minus 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. We have ignition sequence has started. Six, five, four, three, two, one. And we have a liftoff. The Skylab lifting off the pad now, moving up. Skylab is toward the tower. Houston is now controlling. Eighteen seconds, pitch and roll program started. Slider now maneuvering to his proper flight path attitude. Mark, 25 seconds.
What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show, Fear of a Flat Earth. Great to have you aboard. Uh, the this on on the ship. Here we go. We're riding along, having a good time tonight. We are discussing the uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus. Um, I'm gonna try to do the show more. And uh, get on the air a little bit more. Um, I've been I've been nervous and uh, about it a little bit. I was thinking, how do I? I think I just feel like there's a lot of topics that I, that I'm like I know. I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna get singled out and targeted, uh, and for removal, really quickly. But um, but then I thought. Um, you know, I, I thought, let's be reasonable about our fears, right? So I rethought it, and I think, and I remembered that the purpose of this show, and it's a good, this is, it's it's a good, here, here's where I'm going, is that I'm gonna, ta- I figured for this first, for this first episode, uh, Back on the air. It's been a few weeks at least. I think it's been a couple months, a few months since the last episode. But uh, I figured that why not tackle, start off on just the top, just the the hardest topic, and we'll see if we can discuss this topic without getting any kind of flags. I don't know. I mean, I'm not even. Um, it seems like YouTube is has been. Um, the heavy-handed uh, distributor lately, and I'm not even uh, going directly through YouTube. I've got you know several different channels before I hit the YouTube. But anyway, so we're gonna discuss this thing because there's a lot of uh, there is a lot of information going around, and we want to we want to discern between what information is true and what information is not true what, you know, all this disinfo and misinfo and what's, you know, good intel, however you guys think of it, however you want to put it. But um, we want to know how, you know, how to deal with this thing. It seems like it's a big topic. So we're going to, we're going to tackle it today on the show. So, welcome. Uh, yeah, so, okay. The thing about, excuse me for the mouth sounds, um, coronavirus, as you, as, as many of you probably remember, excuse me, there was a big thing when coronavirus, uh, when this first, when the first thing hit, um, cause we've heard of that before, like, oh, coronavirus, what's that? Um, they had, it's on the back of like Febreze bottles and stuff, or I was saying Febreze, but it's like. It's on the back of Lysol cans and stuff. Um, it turns out, I think, there it's a class of... Uh, let's see, I could look this up real quick. It's a class of um, diseases. There are several coronaviruses, different like types of it. Uh, but one of those types is actually the, the cold. That's A lot of people are comparing it to the common cold. And they're saying COVID-19 is, uh, you know, people were correcting them, saying COVID-19 is not 
the common cold. And that's true. Um, and the reason that's, uh, that's a great, that's a great, um, distinction to make because they are very similar. They are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so it, it turns out to be a great way, uh, you know, to get into that subject to point out they're not the same thing, but, uh, we can consider how they how similar they are i believe technically a uh the the common cold is a type of coronavirus i could be wrong about that but um i have to look i'm looking this up here i might well you know we'll listen to some music and i'll get some more cool info loaded up here but yeah basically uh we know anyway we what we know is that COVID-19 is a form of coronavirus. It's a new form. We know that coronaviruses um, are a common virus that we've known about for a long time. That's why you see it on the back of these bottles. But COVID-19 is a new, is a, a, a new uh, generation of this virus, and it has certain mutations. Um, that make it different, and that's how we can say it's not the common cold, because there are certain aspects of it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a different class than the common cold, right? And so we got to talk about what what makes it not the common cold. Um. So anyway, so that's so I'm 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 sort of trying to smoothly transition into the next segment, which is uh, where we're gonna look at what makes uh, COVID-19 different than other coronaviruses. Um, but the teaser, I'm just going to give it to you guys right out front. What we're going to talk about is how, uh, it appears to be, and there's a great debate about, it appears that, that Corona, that, excuse me, COVID-19 is man-made or could be, the reason people were claiming that it appears to be, I say, man-made because there are aspects of it that seem to be what we call a chimera strand. Now, any scientists worth their weight in, in uh, chocolate or something, I love chocolate, um, will tell you that uh, chocolate's good, right? We're, uh, hopefully we're all good on We all, I like dark chocolate better because it's I'm sorry for the tangent. I love dark chocolate better. I like it better than the milk chocolate. And I know some people like milk chocolate. But I think if you say milk chocolate, you don't really like chocolate. That's my opinion. If you're if you're older, this is now this is if you're older than 16. Like if you're an adult and you like milk chocolate over dark chocolate, then you don't really like chocolate. Um, feel free to... Um, if you disagree with that, feel free to email me if you want to talk about it. Um, the email for the show is fearofaflatearthradio at gmail.com. So drop me a line uh, on there. But anyways, any scientist can tell you that a chimera strand, um, we can find examples of that in, in nature. Um, there are different types of ways. Would a chimera strand... Well, 
I'm about to get into it, but let's, uh, we're going to listen to some music, and then uh, I'll catch you on the other side, and we'll talk about Chimera Strands and the debate about whether COVID-19 is man-made or uh, naturally occurring. Okay. So we're talking about COVID-19, chimera strands. Uh, what is that? What's a, what, what are we even... Okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope you guys like the pace of this show. I try to keep... I'm trying to, to bring the pace up a little bit. Um, but you want to keep a good rhythm of talking. You don't want to talk too fast on the radio. You want to keep people interested. You kind of want... It's like music. Um, but I feel like I tend to, just like I tend to, uh, like when I jam on instruments, I tend to keep a really slow tempo and I feel like I do that. I don't want to drag on and I want to keep you guys, uh, I want you to feel like you're drinking coffee when I'm, when you're listening to this show. Sometimes if you like coffee, if you don't like coffee, I want you to feel like you're eating a good bar of dark chocolate. Um, okay, so chimera strands, what a, what a chimera is, um, is a combination of, like, two different animals, so I'm getting, I'm going, I'm trying to explain this in layman's terms, um, that's a, that's a, that's not really what it is, obviously, but that is what it is, um, so here, now let me explain that, um, that was, that's confusing, but um, the word chimera has a few different definitions, and they happen to be, there's some words that have different definitions that mean, um, that have nothing to do with each other. For instance, uh, graft, uh, I forget, graft means something, graft in American, in America, graft is, uh, is it an illegal political uh, it, it's a it's a it's a crime uh, involving political corruption or the use of political office for financial gain. Um, 
or political influence. So it's basically like a law against um, using your power as a politician to, to bully people, period. Um, but in, in, I think in England it means like, what does it mean? Let's see. Graft. It, I just looked it up and it's funny. Graft in England is like, well, we know to graft, like to graft a plant is when you cut two plants, uh, when you cut two plants and, and grow them together. Um, here's the definition. Graft in horticulture is the act of placing a portion of one plant such as a, a bud or scion, into or onto a stem, root, or branch of another plant in such a way that a union will be formed and the partners will continue to grow. So grafting is an important form of plant propagation. It's basically like combining two different plants, like if two different plants could have a baby. It's a weird different, but they're not, but it's not like through baby making right like it's not through seed like through the seed it's like they cut two plants in half and the plants like form together so the way chimera is one definition of what a chimera is is uh the the ancient um mythical creatures that were like the head of this uh, the head of this animal and the body of this animal. That was a chimera. So it was like two animals grafted together. Now, in modern times, that's helpful for us to understand because it's sort of analogous, analogously or analogously the, uh, the same kind of concept of what a chimera uh, virus is. Um, so... They that we we heard a lot about like bats and uh, rats and um, all this stuff. Um, so what what they what they believe when they started studying COVID nineteen is that it could be a chimera strand, and that means that it's um, part of a vi one virus and part of another virus that came together, um, which seems now to to f right on the surface that seems kind of weird and it seems we know that um generally from a lay person's perspective that things don't just like like if a cat and a dog run into each other they don't become cat dog they fight they don't become cat dog um but and we think well the same thing generally is true with cells and while that's technically true if two cells run into each other they don't become cat dog cell um if it, if this takes place uh during uh cell regeneration which is like a constant thing like cells are constantly regenerating so if two cells meet basically this is again the, the kind of layman's terms and maybe we'll get a scientist on a show on the show to describe this better um if they're provoked uh to do so um it's when two when a chimera uh, a chimera is when um happens naturally sometimes when if two cells c 
collide into each other at the same time during that right during the regeneration process. So it's something that's possible to happen, um, but it's very it's pretty rare or pretty common relative to how you look at it. I would say, um, but it does make sense why it would suggest to some people, especially on the lay surface level, why you would think that's a little strange. It seems weird, and we do know that uh, that. This process is something that is done um, synthetically, as, as we say. Um, it's, it's very possible to create chimeras in a lab. And in fact, that's what um, a, lot of, a lot of laboratory activity that has to do with disease study um, involves that process. Um, and it goes all the way back to uh, botany and to horticulture, um, back to ancient times, with um, the you know the it started with the roots of grafting. Um, when you would take two you know the desirable aspects of one plant and combine it with the desirable aspects of another plant. Um, so yeah, so that's why, that's what it looks like COVID-19 is, is a chimera virus. Um, so it looks like it's, it's from a bat, and I forget what the other thing we've settled on as the other animal at this point, but, um, but they suspect again that it's a, that it's this perhaps naturally occurring or perhaps man-made chimera virus. Um, either way, I guess we would we know that man-made viruses do exist and we know that uh, naturally occurring chimeras exist. Um, the the real issue so we okay so we know we also know China. So if you look at it from American perspective, we sort of, uh, it's sort of public, um, it's sort of the agreed publicly that this, we know that the virus started in China, in Wuhan. Um, at, we, we've heard that, it's, that it started at a food market. And that is generally the accepted um story here and we know that in China at least we've heard that the government stance from China is that America created the virus and brought it there so according to America yeah I mean so we're essentially what we are looking at is that America is suggesting that I mean I think I don't know I don't want to say it, but I think I, in America, because we have different customs, so we, we approach it differently. America is assuming that China is innocent of the charges, um, which we suspect them of, which is uh, that this is a man-made virus and that it was deliberately released by China um, 
period. That's what that is what that's what the evidence seems to point to. And so that's why in this country we have um in order to be able to investigate um you know, claims like this, especially serious issues like this, uh we have a process um in our in our uh legal system where we assume innocence on a party until proven guilty. So we are America's essentially assuming China's innocence for the crime that it appears that they may have committed. And we're investigating further to see whether or not that's the case. Uh, so the last I heard, China was saying that that uh, that the virus originated in America. And I'm not sure because we heard, we hear in America that China says it was naturally occurring. But they're telling their citizens that it's man-made and that it comes from us. So hopefully that's a good picture of yeah, the, you know, where both parties are coming from with it. Um, I think different people across the world are, you know, in different places. I think this is going to go to, um, I guess you could say it's going to go to the trial of public opinion in one sense. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to, I mean, I think it's a pretty serious issue. I think we should figure it out. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether further study of uh, COVID-19 samples will lead to uh, whether whether or not it's going to lead us to further answers to those questions because, um, well, for several reasons. We're going to go to break here, but um, one of the reasons is that samples of this virus are few and far between and i've heard some st- i've i've yet to to hear of anyone being able to get any substantial sample of this virus to study um so all this stuff where because you know like i i don't i don't know if i started off the show by saying this but the reason this is important to me is because I believe in this saying that we should follow the science. Um, however, I don't believe that science is whatever someone who has assumed power says. I believe science is a method of investigation uh, involving evidence the use of our mental faculties, things like that. Um, I think it. I think it is intimately rela- related to objective reality, um, and I think it's a process. I don't think that. I don't think that two things that are mutually exclusive can be true in true science. Um, we have, I mean, I believe in, I believe we come to discover things like quantum, like quanta, like the existence of the quantum field. And I think that we can find things that we perceive at first as being contradictory. 
Um, but I think that there is, even that follows this objective reality. Um, and it doesn't, like the existence of the quantum field doesn't change whether the sun is up or not. Um, everything the universe does obey, does operate on laws after all. Um, I believe even quantum field. I don't think, I think that was something that stunned our scientists and I think it confused them about, um, what they were looking at. I think it was a big discovery. Um, but it doesn't, it hasn't, yeah. I mean, they sort of, I, I would say, before, I know I said we're going to commercial and we're about to go soon, but I think it's so crazy that scientists, upon discovering the appearance of chaos, assume, <laughs> immediately assumed all, uh, all law was, uh, didn't exist. I think it's crazy um, because it's it's it comes down to an ontological uh, contradiction, um, and to put that, I I try to keep the show on a layman's level, but this is but essentially, um, like I said, it can't it comes down to the old uh, two things can't both uh, two opposite things can't be true, um, and I think that. I think that the discovery of quantum theory acted like a magic trick that uh, hypnotized the world scientists for a short amount of time. But I think that um, I think it hypnotized them into um, abandoning their um, the process by which they came to the truth that. Um, that they that they rely on to undermine that process, if that makes sense. So it's a it was a nihilistic uh, misstep um, that's correct that corrects itself over time. So we're gonna go to break, um, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about.
Okay, we're back. Uh, so I was gonna um, excuse me. I was uh, I'm drinking some some coffee, um, from from the new brand. Uh, we're gonna probably be, uh, they're gonna probably be advertisers on the show. It sounds like, um, we really like their product, and uh, yeah. So, t- uh. We'll tell you more about it, but it's some really good coffee from some some good people we know. Um, it's like a cold brew. Um, hopefully, we're gonna have it available on the show in the not too distant future. Um, like I said, I want you to feel I want you to feel like you're drinking coffee. I'll I'll go to great lengths for you to feel like you're drinking coffee while you're listening to this show. Um, okay, so we're talking about COVID-19 today, <laughs> and uh, we're going to look at um, a few things. So so I mentioned before the break, I kind of got off on a tangent, but um, the point of where I was going was that, for one thing, there seems to be a, for a virus that has alarmed the whole world and demanded... Uh, ingenuity and solutions uh it it is in uh very short supply we seem to not be able to find this virus uh at a high enough rate to test to to sample it and send it to our scientists to study um even though apparently it is ravishing the country. Um, and you ask, how is that possible? Because don't wouldn't it wouldn't it be that a person in the hospital you just go to them and get the COVID out of them, right? I mean, there's like tons of people with COVID testing positive every day. Any scientist could just go get the COVID out of the person. That makes sense, right? And the reason why that would be the layperson's understanding i understand why you would think that i kind of thought the same thing (laughs) if i literally thought the same thing and i thought well maybe me and my buddy could study this covid disease the problem is in order to study a virus you need a large enough sample and unfortunately uh the samples in most people um are not large enough um, to gather a meaningful sample from. So we don't have any kind of, we don't have really any technology that could, that could get to the COVID inside of a person, um, enough to get the, to get a good, decent sample, to get that much COVID out of them. Um, so how, and the question, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I would think, why, you know, how's that, how are, how are they testing for it? Um, and so I looked into it, and the way they test for it is this thing. It's called, and I want to thank my buddy Jamie Deluxe um, for tipping me off about this too. He's He's got a great conspiracy channel, and uh, we, are, we are in no way competing in the same genre, uh, but we are... And we are we are not connected. Um, we've never worked together on anything, any projects or anything. So 
fortunately, um, I'm ho hopefully I won't be stepping on toes. I think he made a video about this, like, I think it was like 11 and a half months ago when this all started. And, uh, um, I'm not sure when, when this video, when you're listening to this video, the time will change, right? But, um, but yeah, November 27th, that's 11 and a half. Yeah, it's close enough. That's a, that's like 11, yeah, it's 11, well, what's that, 11? 10 and a half, 11 and a half, we're getting there. Um, but, uh, anyways, like I said, this guy, Jamie Deluxe, he's got a, I think he's got a YouTube channel. Um, he, he's put out, he's got some great videos, um, on this stuff, and they're fun, he's fun to watch. I feel like my, I feel like I do a lot of talking, but he's got some good videos, and he's, uh, his is awesome. He's just awesome. Okay, so um, check him out. Jamie Deluxe. Jamie is spelled normal. Deluxe is spelled like deluxe with no E. So like D-L-U-X. I think if you just if you just type in Jamie Deluxe into YouTube, it'll probably come up. He's got like um, nice YouTube cover art and stuff. Really cool, really cool guy. Okay, um, check out his videos. Um, okay, so we're talking about he put out he he tipped me off to this, but we're talking about these. How do they test for COVID nineteen um, if they can't find enough sample in an entire body to even run tests on this virus? And the answer, my friend, is polymeris chain reactions uh chain reaction testing it's a it's a process um it was designed i think it was in the 80s or the 90s i think it was the 80s and it was designed by this guy by a scientist and the way it works basically is dna as you know, looks like a ladder. It's like two strands, and then the are the the two strands are like the the ladder, and then there's like rungs going across it. And the rungs contain different pieces of information, basically, um, different combinations of a few different like proteins. And the way your DNA uh, regenerates, it's always regenerating it splits right down the middle. It's like the ladder splits right down the middle of the rungs. And then each rung duplicates. I think I'm saying, I think that's right. Um, but each rung basically, uh, I think it like attaches to, um, I, be, I think it might attach to this polymeris, that, which is like naturally occurring in you. So um, what this test does, anyways, the whatever the thing is that the, ladder half attaches to in order to form reform the second half in order so that you now have two full DNAs from that one uh, split in half. This polymerase chain reaction test goes into the DNA when it's split up and connects to the DNA. So I think it. I think it's that. I think it replaces the polymerase, or is the they take the polymerase, or what? I I don't know. But anyways, they put this stuff onto the end of 
the ladder, the, the half of the ladder rung. And so when it duplicates, um, it's got this stuff, it's got, it's like got, they've got now like a record of what, of all the information on it. But that's just the size of one DNA strand. So they have to like blow it up. Like they need to, they need to be able to see, they would need to be able to read that information. Um, so then they run, it's called a chain reaction thing. They run, um, what's called an exponential, um, multiplication of it. So they basically like, like I, like we just saw it, uh, they split it and it doubles it up. So just the same way that DNA, um, every one of those that doubles is going to, each one of those will double. That's called exponential. So it's like one goes to two and then two goes to four. And then if it, you would think two, four, six, eight, but with exponential growth, it goes two and then four and then you double it. So four is eight and then eight is 16. And the point is it gets really big, really fast. So double 16 is 32, but then double 32, 64, then double 64 is 128 and it grows really fast. So what this process does is it allows you to take this tiny strand of DNA that you can basically not really, like you can't really put a magnifying glass on the DNA. You need a magnifying glass just to see the DNA. So with this process, you take the DNA and you blow it up. You make it bigger and exponentially bigger and bigger till you get just like a, a size of what you were looking at like a blown up picture it's like it's like if you made a copy um and blew it up by 100 percent, and then you blew that one up by 100 percent. you would eventually if you had a good enough copy machine that that had real result like really good resolution right um then you would the analogy would be that you would eventually be able to see a cell a single cell on a sheet of paper so that's what a PCR test does. It blows up the DNA until you can read everything on the DNA. It's like you've got a sheet of paper now with a picture of this DNA. And then you can look and look through the strand of DNA and see what you find. Um, now this is, this is super interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's super interesting. Um... Well, we might take, a, <laughs> I kind of want to take a break here. Um, so, yeah, so what we've, what we've just uncovered is that the PCR test, the way this poly, polymerase chain reaction test works is it blows up a DNA strand um, big enough that you can read everything on it. And the reason we have to do that is because... Uh, Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to find enough COVID-19 inside of a person uh, to do any testing on the virus that's, that's inside of them. Um, so that's, I think that's scary because to me, it implies either, it, could, it either implies that this, that this virus is very lethal because such a small amount of it can kill a person. Um, or else that 
maybe maybe the reason that the virus maybe the reason maybe it explains maybe this maybe how little amount of this virus is in people could be part of the reason why uh so many people who test positive are asymptomatic okay going to break see you guys on the other side bye everybody welcome back uh to the show i am glad i'm i'm super thankful to to even have a show and i'm super i'm super grateful that anybody listens to it and yeah i just am so uh we're talking about covid-19 today on the show and Um, okay, so, I don't, um, again, if you want to email in, I feel like it's important, I feel like it's important to the, to the fans to give, um, I don't want to ever feel like I'm just talking out, like, you know, um, without, I want it to be open, like, like, as soon as possible, this is going to be an open lines, uh, deal, I'm looking into it, um, I'm really, we're going to expand the show. I'm going to have, um, I mean, I don't, I can't, I don't predict the future. We don't know what, what a day can bring, but 
Um, I would like to have this show expanded with a full like a vi- like a video podcast, you know, like you'll like you'll see my face and I want it to be a call in thing where you guys call me. You guys can call me. So it's a conversation, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but today we are talking about COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, we're going to cover a couple more topics. Um, I kind of, I, I'm sort of, I'm starting to get sort of a, uh, like a pattern going here for this show, for the structure of the show. Um, so I try to address the stuff we've addressed so far. Um, it's the controversial stuff, but, um, that's all the, that's all the stuff that's just, um, for better or worse, uh, that's the, that's the real stuff. We can't, um, part of the goal of this show is we're going to discern between the, the rumors, what's true and what's not true. So we're going to get, we're going to cut through, uh, the conspiracy, what we're going to cut through conspiracy theories that aren't real. We're going to find out which conspiracies are real and which ones aren't. Now, I don't, I have a feeling, uh, it's a, that's a hero's task, of course, right? Um, but that's what this show is about, and it's, I, our, I don't think our goal is to uncover every mystery. Um, but we do, it's fun, it's a fun thing to have a show, and, uh, you know, we can, it's, I think it's helpful, especially, we've talked about it on the show before, but I think it's really helpful uh, especially when there's so much confusion going on. Um, I'm a big believer in truth. I think that, uh, I believe that it's a real thing. Um, and I think that freedom of information and the ability to, freedom of speech, the ability to discuss things, um, is the, I think it's the greatest protector of liberty that we have. So I think it's the greatest protector of liberty that we have. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we, we covered what is COVID-19 a little bit. Now you guys, hopefully again, uh, I, I've also said this before, but so I'll probably, this will, this will probably be very episodic in nature where I repeat myself every episode, but, uh, the point of this show is, is not to definitively inform you about each and every thing, but I want to touch on all these topics, and I want to cut through and sort of get you, uh, I want to touch on all the stuff things, uh, people are saying, I want us to pull out, weed out some of this stuff, and, and instead of trying to debunk all the untrue things. Um, I like to just touch on a few things that we know, um, are pursuable, uh, for evidence. Like we can, we, these, these things are evidentiarily, um, establishable, um, or established. That's the kind of stuff we discuss on this show. So we've talked about the PCR test today. Uh, we've talked about, uh, man-made and naturally occurring chimeras. And whether or not 
COVID was either of those. Um, and real quick, we are going to cover a couple more topics. The uh, That whole tangent was to explain that at the end of the show, we like to really touch on the kind of conspiratorial stuff, the stuff that... Um, the stuff that we can't explain, the stuff that's probably not gonna um, ever hold up in a court case, but that gets you thinking. Um, it's stuff you should see, and you're gonna do. You should do with it what you will. But um, this stuff, this stuff especially, but with all this stuff, um, the point is for you guys. Um, the point is is to uh, broadcasting a show for me for this show is to give um, touching points for people um, to sort of make it easier for you to pursue uh, your investigations of information. Um, so we will, uh, this bit, as far as this business goes, um, the people working for this business will in the future be continuing to bring you uh, the stuff that other people aren't talking about but uh, deserve investigation. Um, I think inevitably we're gonna come uh, we're gonna come into reporting on some things that are lies. We know there are a lot of lies going on. So that's why that's again why I want to make this a conversational podcast as well. But anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover this with COVID nineteen. So with that huge disclaimer, um, we're going to talk about, uh, first, the disappearance of the flu. Um, maybe I should have split these topics up, because this, one, this one's not as crazy, but the second one is, is pretty out there. Uh, but the disappearance of the flu, this one is also, this is, I, pro- I should have saved, the, I should have mentioned this in the earlier segments. Um, the flu really did disappear, apparently, this year. Um, so we're, we don't know. Now this is why it's, this is why it's doesn't hold up in, in court. I wouldn't try to make a court case out of this. Um, we know 95% of the cases, uh, of the flu that we would normally have seen, uh, this year, um, vanished. So either, either the, you know, either COVID-19 coincided with the, uh, naturally occurring cure of the flu like so the earth nature cured the flu at the same time as it created COVID-19 um, or uh, COVID-19 has something to do with the disappearance of the flu so 95% of the cases of the flu that we would have normally had uh, reported uh, were not reported this year. So only 5% of people who would have normally gotten the flu, which happens every year, got it. Uh, and uh, so one thing that could mean, right, is that people, the people who were going to get sick with the flu uh, got sick with COVID-19 instead. And so either... They had both, or they, you know, I mean, I, again, from, you know, we, we're lay people, and I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not 
an expert on everything, so I don't really know. But from my from my layperson's understanding of how uh, the flu works, you know, it doesn't like it doesn't uh, not go inside of you because of because another virus is there. Um, so it may be it would it what we what people would be suggesting what we would be thinking is not that the flu didn't get in people, but that most likely people um, who were gonna who would have been killed by the flu would be killed by were killed by COVID instead. Um, so that's one theory, and um, another another theory, I guess, another way to look at it is that um, it's possible that some of those people, some of the cases that were, were reported as COVID cases could have been uh, flu cases. Those could have been people with the flu um, who died. Not, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm not saying it's not all of them. We don't know. Um, the reason why, why I should, I guess we, I guess I should have covered this too. Um, so it's going to get, it's going to be a long last segment, but, um, we could probably do a whole, uh, a whole episode just on all the different ways that the test could be wrong. All these false positives and false negatives. We covered the PCR test. So you, you guys, I think that sort of is the nail in the coffin, but just for the record, we could do an entire episode on all the different ways that the uh, that false positives and false negatives could occur. Um, but anyway, uh, another it depending on how you want to look at it, um, either the people who died this year of COVID um, were were. Uh, comorbidities or else uh, they were falsely uh, diagnosed in the sense or they yeah they're uh, they're they were given a false um, uh, what do you call that cause of death um, now I'm a, I'm only I'm just saying those are the two options I am not claiming that they were given false claims uh false causes of death um but either that happened or uh or 95% uh that 95% showed up as comorbidities with covid-19 and were simply marked down as covid-19 uh deaths uh with or without even marking down the comorbidities which is uh usually at the discretion of doctors uh, and I say that light. I say that loosely because they they generally, as a, from my lame person's understanding, um, as a general practice, uh, they would record the comorbidities. It would not be uh, prudent or acceptable practice to simply leave off a comorbidity um, without cause. So um, it is very. It's more than likely that the ninety five percent of people. Um, who would have died from the flu but didn't this year uh, uh, show up in the comorbidities uh, for COVID deaths. Um, okay, so 
the last topic this is the fun one that I think I think this is fun uh um why people think what fuels the rumors um Attention, we apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, as you could probably tell if you uh, were listening to the show um, before we added this segment, um, the the segment, uh, the portion of the episode discussing Agenda 21, uh, unfortunately uh, didn't make it through the process uh, of transcoding the audio um, to put on the episode. So... Uh, you may have, if you listened to the episode last night, um, you may have found large portions of silence and <laughs> random uh, uh, snippets uh, for like the fa- the last 15 minutes of the show or something. So um, we apologize for the technical difficulties and um, we're going to go ahead and just do a whole episode on Agenda 21 um, separately. So... Um, Look forward to that one pretty soon. Um, thank you guys so much for being with us. Have a great one. Hello. Hello. Howdy, howdy. Say again. 